Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend, along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew. I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. Good. How's it going? I am doing good, man. Good to be I on the show. I know you are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to lead off with, so, you know, you know, you know how it is. Uh, yeah. Of course. Um, you know, I'm gonna be on on today's show. We're gonna be talking about a lot of interesting topics today. We're gonna be talking about this blockbuster um, trade that the Mets pulled off a few days ago, acquiring four-time All-Star Francisco Lindor, along with uh, um, a very underrated um, pitcher and talented pitcher in Carlos Carrasco, who was the throwaway in this deal. Uh, we're gonna get into that. 
Um, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the, the Cobra Kai season um, three finale and uh, basically how it to, um, you know, the mythology of, uh, you know, the original trilogy of uh, the Cobra Kai, uh, the, you know, the Karate Kid um, trilogy. Um, even though there, there's been four, well, technically there's been five because, you know, there was the Hilary Swank one and uh, the, the, the remake with uh, Jaden Smith. But I digress. So, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Knicks, uh, how they've been playing well up until Friday night. Um, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to be positive, you know, this whole, this whole episode. Um, we'll talk about, um, you know, the Nets, um, the Jets, Giants, as their season fell apart, uh, the NFL playoffs, you know, wrestling, you know, you know the deal, everybody. You know, on this show, we, we talk sports and entertainment and everything else, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And um, if you'd like to make your voices heard, the number is, once again, 563 563- Nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So again, feel free to share your thoughts on any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. But with that said, let's let's get to it, man. Let's get to the the biggest uh, sports news uh, this week. And of course, um, the Mets they pulled a blockbuster. Amazing, no pun intended, move. Acquiring a man that the, nobody seriously thought the Mets could ever acquire. Because this guy, he's one of the best players in the game, one of the best shortstops in the top three. No doubt about it. I mean, you could you could rank him one or two or three, depending on you know him, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, and uh, Trevor Story. So, I mean. The Mets pull off a big trade. I mean, you know, they have a franchise player. I mean, they they have some guys, um, you know, on the team that you could say, um, you know, would qualify as their franchise player. You know, they got uh, Peter Alonzo, who emerged uh, in his rookie years, shattered the rookie record, 53 home runs. Um, you got Conforto, who's been that, you know, steady – um, force in the offense when, whenever he's healthy. And then, of course, you got DeGrom, who's, um, you know, still, in my opinion, the best pitcher in the game. You know, had he pitched a full season and not get hurt towards the end of that half season, he would have been a tre- he would have had a treat that's neither here or there, you know. But, um, yeah, man, this, this move is phenomenal, man. This move has the potential – if uh, if the Mets can make make some noise in the playoffs, uh, Mets are gonna have a, a press conference Monday afternoon at eleven. You know, get your popcorn ready. You know, let all the Mets haters, you know, put on their sunglasses so they could cry without you know being seen on, on <laughs> screen. And let's let's try to get this chip, man. Let's go, Mets. But uh, yeah, I could. I, I mean, I could go a little. I mean, I could go a little bit more in depth. You know, the the Met, I mean, I did do a video on it uh, on my sports 
Urban Legend TV YouTube channel where I go into depth of, uh, you know, the players that guy involved, Jimenez, uh, you know, um, Ame Rosario, two talented guys on the team. Uh, they gave up some prospect, Isaiah, um, Isaiah, wow, I forgot his name all of a sudden now. <laughs> Green, Isaiah Green. Isaiah Green, thank you. And then, of course, um, uh, Josh Wolf. You know, I, I I went into depth, you know, in the, the video. And, uh, yeah, so definitely check out that video. But, man, I mean, it. it what can you say? Mets, you know, ever since they got Steve Cohen, you know, they promised to be a win-now team. And this was a win-now move, you know. If if they can make some noise in the playoffs, go to the World Series, at the very minimum, can go down, you know, as um, one of the one of the best trades in history, right up there with, with uh, Gary Carter, um, before the '85 season, uh, the Keith Hernandez trade in '83, Don Clendon in um, in that um, Miracle Met year, um. You know, Rusty Staub, when they got him, and then his, um, you know, when they traded for him, um, you know, to to come to New York for that you got to believe Mets. Cespedes, um, you know, in, in 2015, um, Piazza, 98. I mean, you know, this has this has the potential to 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 shatter those those uh, those or or be on that level. Because you're getting a quality guy. I mean, a guy who's, I mean, the guy's tailor made to be a Met. You, I mean, this guy is like Jose Reyes on steroids. It, but you know, God forbid that he's really on steroids because we have Cano. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, he smiles. You know, he he loves the game of baseball. Um, he's a great defender. This guy can legitimately play one two one through four in a batting order. I mean, this guy, he changes the dynamic of the Mets. The Mets could somehow get Springer because uh, right now the um, they're battling out with the Toronto um, Blue Jays. And, I mean, there's some rumors that maybe the, the, the Red Sox might be interested. I mean, he grew up a Red Sox fan. I mean, you know. But right now it's, it's like it's a two-team race between the Mets and the Blue Jays. So, um, you know, Mets, they got to – they got to do what they can to get that guy, sign Brad Hand and or uh, Liam Hendricks, for, you know, as a closer. Probably I'd, I'd want them to go after both and have a super bullpen. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean, Trevor, Trevor Bauer, I don't know if, if it's realistic that they're going to get him, you know, because the Mets, they don't want to go over the, the luxury tax. And they're they're like, what, 30, they're, they're about $30 million close to it, so... I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Mets are willing to go a little bit over it, you know, to get to acquire the guys that they want. Um, yeah, let's go Mets. Um, I don't know if you saw, it, but Trevor Bauer, he did a he did a video about, um, you know, how he, um, you know, how he felt about both guys, how both Lindor and Carrasco, aka Cookie, you know, was very popular on the Indians team and. Basically, Lindor, um, you know, he, he was brutally honest with him in the dugout after uh, – uh, well, actually inside the clubhouse um, after um, Trevor Barr had that infamous uh, game where he where he got PO'd and threw the ball all the way over the center field wall 
from the pitching mound, uh, you know, Lindor, um, even though Lindor spent lesser time in the big leagues than he did, uh, Lindor, you know, was a leader on that Indians team, and he, you know, privately, you know, in the clubhouse, without the cameras, without the cameras rolling, you know, gave him a piece of his mind how he embarrassed the team, and you know, Lindor, and basically, Trevor Bauer, in retrospect, respected Lindor, you know, showing leadership skills, um, along with uh, with Carrasco, a guy who, um, he, a big game pitcher. Surprisingly, I was looking. It looks like he's never Carrasco's never been an All Star, which I find that you know unbelievable. But you know, hopefully he'll do it as a Met. But he, he, all in all, it's a great move. I mean, Carrasco was a guy I've I've always been, you know, one of the guys I've been zeroing in that the Mets should go after. And for them to get him as a throwaway guy, I mean, that's that is literally the icing on the cake of this this move. So all in all, I, I love this move. You know, I'm gonna miss. Uh, you know, um, Jimenez, Rosario, the guys we had on the on the team has, you know, the, the prospects we gave up was, you know, they had potential, you know. However, uh, compared to what you would think you'd get for a guy like Lindor, um, it, it's a steal, you know, because people didn't think Mets would have had the – there was rumors for months that Lindor, you know, might get traded to the Mets, but Mets don't have enough prospects to – to get a deal done, and you know, obviously, excuse me, they had to also dump the salary. They, they, they. I think they, they, um, they saved thirty million dollars on uh, salary, the the Cleveland Indians. But um, yeah, this kind of reminds me of the the Johan Santana trade in '08. You know, people didn't think Mets Mets could have did that trade. You know, because there was other teams, big big teams that were reportedly interested, you know, the Yankees, the Do- the uh, the Dodgers, you know, people didn't think Mets was going to pull off those trades and, you know, end up, uh, obviously Santana, he had a great year. His first year, I think he won 15 games, but then he had injuries. And then, of course, on January, uh, in June 1st, 2012, he threw the first and only Met no-hitter in history. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm pumped for this, this move, but, Enough about my my thoughts. What do you think about this trade, Mac? Well, it's uh, you know, as you mentioned, you get one of the best shortstops in the game, in uh, Francisco Lindor, and the guy's a, uh, you know, he's he's a young guy, twenty seven years old, and the guy he has power and average, and he steals bases, and you get you know, pretty much in all. All-around player, three shortstops. I agree with you. Tough, you know. You can make case maybe top five um, shortstop in the game right now. Uh, I mean, this was a steal for the Mets. You know, I would have never thought that uh, Indians would have uh, traded him away to you guys, but um, you know, they they ended up doing that and giving you Carlos Carrasco, who's you know one of the best relievers in the game. Uh, you know, I think that. Is he a starter? I thought he yeah. was a. I thought he was a reliever for for some reason, but yeah. But you get him also. I mean, that's that's great. He had looks like he had a two point nine one ERA with eighty two strikeouts over sixty innings during the last year, and this is a guy who battled leukemia, you know, mm-hmm. two, two years ago. So you get him as well. I mean, it's. 
a great trade for Mets. I mean, you don't lose much. And you gave away some young talent in Ahmed Rosario and Jimenez, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do this trade if you're the Mets, you know? Two guys that, you know, drastically improve your team and make you a contender now, you know? So I, I think it was a good move. It's a good move by the Mets. And hopefully this is not the last move. Because, you know, there's still free agents out there that they have to go after to improve this team. Absolutely. And uh, Lindor, he he apparently uh, posted something uh, on social media about his, you know, his thoughts of coming to the Mets. Let Let me play it for you quickly. Okay. Caps off with him saying, I'm coming 2021. And on his thing, it says, New York, New York, hashtag God is good, hashtag can't wait. And yeah, uh, I can't disagree with anything he said, man. God is good, man. He, he made this miracle happen. So let's, let's, let's try to get another miracle, like 86, 69. Let's do this. And uh, apparently, Carrasco. Uh, he also has a personal message for the Mets fan, which I personally haven't listened to myself. So let's see what he has to say. Hey, New York Mets fans, this is Carlos Carrasco. I'm so excited to be a Mets. I know how passionate you are for your team. I cannot wait to get to New York and perform it for all of you. Let's go, Mets. Good, the guy. Can't wait to 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 play for the Mets. Let's let like you said. Let's hope this is not the. The last move that the Mets are going to do, they got the press conference Monday afternoon, well, Monday morning at 11. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see what, what happened with the Mets. So now you have Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. You have... Well, Syndergaard is hurt, so he's going to come back probably around June or so. The second right, half. But, but he's going to be in rotation. Mm-hmm. You gotta have him. You gotta have Degrom. You gotta have Strowman. You gotta have um, uh, who's the other guy that was in the rotation? Uh, uh, Strowman. Oh yeah. Okay. There's Degrom, Syndergaard, Strowman, um, Carrasco, uh, David David Peterson. Um, you know he had, he 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 had a good rookie year last year. Right. Um, and I guess he's gonna be. Battling out with uh, Stephen Matz, who yeah, Stephen Matz. That was all the guys thinking of. Yeah, Matz. Yeah. So you you can't get you guys can't go after Bauer anymore. Yeah, like. most most likely not. I mean, in a perfect world, I like them to still go after Bauer, but yeah, I think uh, the likelihood of Bauer coming to the Mets uh, that that's pretty much squashed now. Um, but would be nice if 
if they could somehow get him to come here. But, um, yeah, I don't think – realistically, I don't think that's, that's going to happen now. But, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, Bauer has been flirting with uh, the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Angels, Padres, Yankees, Mets. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a he's a hoe right now. <laughs> yeah, man, he did a video. He did a video. I think uh, Thursday Thursday night when the when the when the deal went down. Uh, yeah, it was a good video. It was like what sixteen minutes. He was sharing his personal thoughts with his longtime teammates in Lindor and Carrasco. Uh, Lindor, you know, he he has a nickname, Mr. Smile, Mr. Smile or Mr. Smile. I think Mr. Smiles, and then and then Carrasco, you know, his name is Cookie. So he his video, you know, he he goes into depth of um, you know, um, basically, you know, their relationship and how both of those guys show leadership skills, and like he's like uh, Bauer said, it's a good time to be a Mets fan. So. Yeah, man, that 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 lineup is that the Mets lineup has the potential to be really awesome if if they can, um, you know, get Springer and and stay healthy. So. Yeah, if you get Springer, then yeah, you definitely would be on paper the team to beat in the uh, National League East. Yeah, because that Braves team is going to be tough. But yeah, you have you you get. You get um, you get Springer, man. That's that's gonna balance everything out in that order. Then you'll you'll move you'll move on uh, Nimmo to left field. You improve center field, and man, that's it's a it's a dynamically and dramatically different team than the than the team that we that that we had uh, last year. You improve the defense with McCann playing uh, catcher, um, Lindor shortstop. Um, and then, oh yeah, McNeil goes back to second base because Cano, uh, you know, Cano got suspended for 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 the PEDs. And then, and then of course, uh, hopefully Springer. So yeah, yeah. man, and, man, and if we and you know me, man, and if you've been listening to the show since uh, um, 2009, you know I've been a huge, a huge supporter of the, of the NL style and um you know uh you know antagonist of having the DH in in the National League because I I love the purity of the game. With that said, man, with the emergence with the emergence of Dom Smith for for Dom Smith alone, they should have the DH come back this year because as long as Dom Smith is a met he ha- he needs playing time, but he cannot. And in a perfect world, Dom Smith would be playing first base. Pete Alonso would be playing uh, DH and alternating because Dom Smith is the better DH, a uh, better for fielding first baseman. And Pete Alonso he has improved, but uh, you know uh, Dom Smith is is a better defensively. So for that reason alone, I hope that the DH happens. And and if you, and believe me, before 2009, I mean, right, right, I should say, before last year, if you would have told me that I would be in favor of the DH in the National League for the Mets, I would I would not believe you. If you had Bill and Ted come 
and, and visit me from the future and tell me that I would support the DH, I would not believe that. <laughs> but yep. And you and you're you you could testify that I've been against the DH. You've had we've had many debates. Oh yeah, yeah, many. <laughs> so I'm telling you, man. They, I hope they have the DH because this will sort out the the situation with Dom Smith and Pete Alonso because they both need playing time. But and Dom Smith, man, I mean he's a good he's a great defender first base, but. Uh, you know, he has no business playing left field. And then and then the same thing with, with, with uh McNeil. I mean, they're both great infielders, but putting those guys in the outfield, that's not the element. You know? So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with the Mets. Is is Cespedes coming back? Oh no. Cespedes is gone. Cespedes is a free agent and we're not we're not bringing him back. Okay. We're not bringing him I back. I thought now. maybe you guys might, you know, extend an offer to him like you did for Strowman. Nah. Good good luck with him and his future endeavors. He's good. We don't need we don't need we don't need anymore. This is in 2015. He can you know he could do he could go his own way like Fleetwood Mac. I, we don't need him <laughs> no more. Shoot. <laughs> so yeah, um, congrats. Uh, you know, props to Steve Cohen, Sandy Alderson. Jared Porter and the rest of the Mets organization for pulling off this this move, this much needed move that electrified the fan base who was desperate to see them make a move to 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 change the you know not only the Mets but but the the but Major League Baseball with this move. Mets are ready to play, and 1986 was a long time. For for the title to go back where it rightfully deserves to be, it yeah, Queens. This was Let's a, do this. this. Was Let's go, Mets. Yeah. Oh, what did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. All right, this was definitely a good move. You know, we shall see uh, how it plays out at, when the season starts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's go, Mets. And uh, speaking of something that uh, that you know keeps getting better, you know, every year. And of course, I'm talking about Cobra Kai. You know, if you if you've been a fan of this this series and the you know the original you know um, Karate Kid films, then you definitely love what what's going on with with Cobra Kai. So so folks, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the season three finale, just like last week when I was talking about Mandalorian. You have my, for the second time in history of this show, you have my permission, step away for like the next, I don't know, 10 plus minutes I'm going to spend talking about this. I don't, I don't know how, you know, I'm going off the dome, so I don't know how long we're going to go. So you come back in like 10, 15 or so, 20 minutes tops. I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to spend 20 minutes on it, but you come back 15 minutes, you know, you should be fine. I should be done with the, with the spoilers. So. Yeah, with that said, if you haven't watched season three finale of Cobra Kai, permission, stop what you're doing, watch the whole series, and then watch the rest of this episode. That I'm telling you. So with that said, there there is spoilers. There's the last warning. Three, two, one, let's go. And uh, before I get to the show, my thoughts on the season three. 
Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll dive right into it. So, again, there's spoilers. We'll be right back. This is Sports Urban Legend, only on Block Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Urban Legend. Uh, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo. And again, we're going to dive into this Cobra Kai Season 3. Spoilers. Let's go. Um, yeah, man. Um, I must say, you know, the, the writers of the show, man, they really they really gave it all for the glory of love because this this season, man, Every season, like you think they can't out top, out top what they're doing, and they they always they always raise up the bar. Every series finale is just, you know, it's just a, it's definitely a labor of love, you know, from the writers who, you know, are are reportedly huge fans of you know the franchise, the Cobra, the you know the Karate Kid franchise. And season finale was phenomenal. I mean, the whole se- season was was great. Like, you know, Daniel going to Okinawa, you know, Japan, and uh, you know, reuniting with his uh, his love interest from uh, you know the second movie. Uh, his his rival, Choizan. I mean, you know, and and of course, um, you know, Ali. Uh, returning the the what was it the the um the the episode before the season the season finale and then you know culminating with uh you know her mending the rivalry between uh both major characters Daniel and and um and Johnny her meeting uh Amanda and then the fight scene man in uh in Daniel's house, man, it, it was just epic. Like, I mean, I don't even know where to begin, man. It, it was just a like, if from zero to ten, zero to ten, man, a ten would be too would be too little to to rate this. Like, it this was epic. Mm-hmm. And then the showdown between, you know, um, you know, Johnny Johnny uh, versus Crease. And um, Johnny versus his son, reluctantly, you know, he didn't want to fight Robbie, but Robbie was corrupted by, just like he was, you know, in the, the first two films. And um, and then Daniel versus Kreese, which, you know, he was able to um, best his longtime nemesis, thanks to Choizan's secret Miyagi teachings. I mean, it was just... It was just poetry in motion that whole that whole season. Sam being afraid of Tori and confronting her after having, you know, a, a nightmare of her being drowned to death in her own home, you know, in the dough dried her house by Tori. And um yeah, I mean it was just it was just a phenomenal phenomenal series all all around, man. What, what what's your thoughts? Oh uh, man, I agree everything you said and and beyond, man. I mean, this this whole season was pretty much exciting from the from the start. You know, it left us, you know, uh, wondering what happened to Miguel mm-hmm. um, near the end of season two, and then we, you know, we find out he's in the hospital, paralyzed, and he has to learn how to walk again. You know, with the help of Johnny, um, you see Daniel go back to Miyagi's hometown. He visits, he visits there and, 
you know, meets up with Komiko, as you said, and Shozen, who is the main villain in Karate Kid Part 2. I mean, I thought just seeing, you know, the return of those two characters was great itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see the rivalries, you know, so many rivalries in the series, which I love. You know, you have mm-hmm. Cobra Kai, Miyagi Do, mm-hmm. uh, then you have a second faction of Cobra Kai, uh, <laughs> you know, develop. The Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang. Um, <laughs> you know, you got, the, of course, Johnny versus Daniel. Mm-hmm. And you know, over so many years, then you have Robbie versus Miguel and mm-hmm. uh, Hawk Sam versus Dimitri, Sam oh, yeah. Tori, um, you know the- Robbie versus Miguel. Now it's Robbie versus uh, his dad. Mm-hmm. You know him joining Cobra Kai. I mean, there's so many conflicts and so so many rivalries and so much going on in the series. You know, it's just jam packed. It just keeps you on your feet. And they even have that like fake rivalry between those two nerds from the opposing side. All right, yeah. <laughs> they, they, right. In their mind, they're like they're the biggest rivalry in the whole series. But yeah, like, yeah. They always spend like five seconds on them, oh, <laughs> but in their minds, it's like they're the biggest feud. <laughs> it's it, it's just so exciting, man. It's through, throughout this whole series, it's pretty much exciting. But yeah, I mean, I from the jump, it it, it was just. It just kept you on your feet. And again, I mentioned the character returns. I love that they brought back um, also Ali, mm, uh, who yeah. is uh, Daniel's love interest from, um, you know, Karate Kid Part 1. You know, I, I thought it was great to see her and her uh, reuniting with Johnny, you know, after their strained relationship from Part 1. Um, and also the showdowns, especially at the end. You know, you see that final fight at the house. You know, between the 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 former Cobra Kai fat, you know, Cobra Kai kids mm-hmm. against the new Cobra Kai you know, kids, yep. you know, at the end, and then Hawk, you know, oh, turning man. face again to help out his friend Dimitri, oh, and Sam and Tori going at it. I mean, that that scene was epic. Was, was great. Yeah, it was epic. Oh yeah, man, it was great to see that. It was like a final fight, you know, type of scene. Yeah, I think that's what the the scene. That episode's title, right? Final fight. Yeah, Kyla versus Kyla versus Miguel. Yeah, like who would have thought Kyla would have came back? Like yeah, from season one. Yeah, the the only yeah the only negative thing I would say from the season is that you know they should find a way to keep Aisha on the show. Yeah, she, that's the thing I was wondering. I was wondering what happened to her, and then I found out that the actress uh, she was not asked to come back. Yeah, the season. Because they couldn't, like, find a way to put her into the story. They couldn't find a storyline yeah. for her. Yeah, I think they could have done something like that. I mean, in their in their defense, they were saying, like, you know, um, Kyler and the girl, the, the um, I, I don't remember her name, the uh, the uppity, um, the uppity, um, oh, yeah, the privileged girl, the girl, the, the, I forgot her name, the one yeah, who, they, talking about. yeah, she, you know, she was uppity, she hated Sam, yeah, she was the main. She was Sam's main antagonist before she disappeared in season two. Yeah. So yeah, their excuse was like, you know, they brought her back, they brought back Kyler, so they could they could you know, you know, just because you're gone one season doesn't mean you don't you you don't come back. So I think definitely with the outcry of you know people are, are wondering why happened why they took her out because in the storyline they said that she went to public private school and left 
her family sold the house and all that stuff. You yeah. know, I'm I'm hoping that she'll come back because it, it would have been interesting to see her take on it. You know, I would assume she she would she would have been on Eagle Fang if I if I would you know if I would make an educated guess. Yeah, I'd love to see her return. You know, I'll make a cameo next season, or maybe be a regular cast member. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because right there is going to be interesting. Her reaction of how everything went down. Johnny and Daniel, are, you know, are aligned. And another, yeah, a perfect thing about that was um, Allie was the one who inadvertently caused a feud, you know, between both of them. Obviously, it's not her fault. I mean, they both liked her, you know. And, you know, that caused that huge feud between them for decades. And I thought it was poetic that she you know, was the direct hand to, to um to squash the rivalry. And she's a peer mediator, you know, in that Yeah. She literally mediated just like and that and it just popped in my head, just like Kamiko mediated for for uh Johnny I mean not Johnny, Daniel um versus Troizon. Which I never thought in a million years Troizon would have redeemed himself, but and he literally saved he literally saved he, he could have killed Daniel in that in that uh Face off in the the Miyagi uh, do dojo in in Okinawa, and he taught him the secret Miyagi skills, which he used to, you know, later defeat um, Kreese. Because without that, he would Kreese would have beat him up again. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so man, Kreese is like got his redem- redemption, his revenge. It's all yeah, these man. years. Yeah, Kreese is like. You know the you know um, M Bison or 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 Shang Tsung or, or Shokan of, of like you know of of that series. You can't def- only Miyagi could defeat him. Yeah, kind of like you know Emperor Palpatine versus Yoda, Episode Three. You know only that ultimate good hero could defeat the ultimate bad. And I, you know it was it was just a a great series. Altogether, you know, even though Mr. Miyagi wasn't there, you know, his his whole aura was throughout the show, especially when uh, when he um, when when he when he when he read that letter that um, Miyagi uh, wrote to him. Well, actually, he wrote it to um, uh, Kim, um, you know, Kumiko's um, aunt, right? And then he yeah. read it posthumously. It was like. It was like Miyagi was speaking to him from the grave, because mm-hmm. it, it, Mr. Miyagi was basically speaking about him, so glowingly about him, and you know he never knew in a million years that Daniel was going to read the letter, you know. So yeah, it was just a, a touching se- season, and I'm just looking forward to season season four. Oh yeah, and plus the um the uh the the John Kreese flashback Vietnam flashbacks. I mean, it was just, you know, that was awesome too. You know, it gave you a backstory, it humanized, you know, the ultimate evil of the series, the franchise, showed you where he got his his um his nature, you know, mm-hmm. his, you know why he think why he's the way he was, you know, fighting his uh his his army general, and then they're teasing that Terry Silver is gonna come back, might come back. Uh, you know, for for season four, like hands down, man, it's like 
I mean, it was just phenomenal. And then you had Miguel coming, you know, paralysis to to try to, you know, try to, you know, overcome that and try to, I guess, resuscitate his his um, relationship with Sam. You know, while Robbie is, you know, on the run, being a fugitive after the, you know, nearly killing, um, you know, Miguel. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. I mean, there was like so many storylines in this in this thing. That's what made it so exciting this year. You and know? they and it worked. Yes, it's, they all seamlessly were sewed in together, and you have just this beautiful tapestry of people who wrote and starred, and and everybody who was a part of this that was fully. You could see they have a love and passion for the mythology of the the Karate Kid franchise so you know props to them yeah no this is a great season great season man. great season they tied they tied they basically tied all three seasons really i mean yeah. they definitely tied the first two and they teased that they're going to um they're gonna dive into um karate kid three so yeah man i'm just i'm pumped i'm pumped man Anything else you'd like to say about, uh, you know, Cobra Kai, you know, season three? I don't know. It was just a great season. You know, I, I can't wait for season four. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wish it was just more episodes in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 is not enough, I feel. You know, we yeah. should get like 20 episodes. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, man, that's what they feel like. They got to give us these little morsels, yeah. like 30 to 40 minutes you know, episodes that, you know, satisfy us, man. Yay, man. If they, if they feel like it's going to water it down, then, hey, just keep – don't mess with the, the formula that's working, man. So, uh, you know, I tip tip my hat, you know. I do yeah. I do the bow, you know. I'm that with bow, you. That bow, like, before they fight, you know. So Yeah, I'm with you. Highly recommend it. Check out the show. If you haven't seen it yet, you know, definitely check out the series. Well, I would definitely advise you to to watch the first three movies and then watch the season, you know, the the pilot episode, of course, and you know, that what what that's all I could say, man. Check it out. Cobra Kai never dies. So, check check it out. And uh I'm going to take another break. Uh I'll be back. Uh you know, we'll talk about the Knicks their their latest surge, even though they had a huge blip on the screen Friday night, but we're gonna dive into that. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Sports Urban Legend.
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Sports Seven Legend. Uh, yeah, man. Let's 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 just dive right back. Let's dive right into Knicks, man. And uh, you know what a way to start off the new year with the Knicks. Uh, they won. Uh, you know they basically won five of their last six going into um, Friday night. You know they had um, they they had some wins against uh, Atlanta and the Pacers, and uh, you know Milwaukee. They, Milwaukee, like, they've had some big big wins. You know, uh, and yeah, let me let me say this first, man, because prior to Lindor getting traded to the Mets, and you know the Cobra Kai season finale, like yeah, my this show was gonna be about me apologizing to. Uh, Julius Randle, man, because this guy... Yeah, you wanted he, to trade him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I did. I mean, 
I didn't want to just give him up like that, you know. But I, you know, I wanted. I thought, you know, I thought he was, you know, I thought I just thought he was a compiler. He just scored and didn't play any defense, you know. Obviously, I mean, you know, he still turns the ball over, but this guy, he's he's been he's been stepping up his game, man. He's been a walking triple double, like like he he's he's providing leadership. I mean, he's he's really doing his thing, rebounding, passing the ball. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, he's – hey, man, I'm – hey, what can I say, man? You know, I'm sorry, Julius Randle. I mean, you're doing your thing. Keep it up, you know. Uh, and uh, the uh, the Knicks, I mean, they're, they're playing well. They're sharing the ball. Uh, um, Austin Rivers, man, he – that that guy he's he's like the the steal of the 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 free agency like this guy he's he's clutch and basically you know if it wasn't for his father Doc Rivers man we wouldn't have we wouldn't have that guy man because um you know he was he advised his son to play for the Knicks um you know instead of coming and play with him in Seventy Sixers. And um, yeah, Austin Rivers, man, he was born. He was born to play for the Knicks, man. He he's clutch. He's not afraid to lose. Like he has the makings to be a star in this league. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like he has ice waters in his veins. He has no fear. Like this guy, this guy has. He really has a potential to be a, a like a a legit star in this league. Like he has, yeah. the, he has the makings. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, and he had that big game, you know, the other night against. Um, Against the Hawks, where he hit mm-hmm. those clutch shots, uh, was it no, was it the Hawks or was it Jazz? I think it was the Jazz. Where he had those big shots down the stretch. Um, yeah, I was, have to double check, but yeah, yeah, sure. it was a yeah, it was the Jazz on Wednesday. His, uh, those threes, I mean, yeah, this guy's been playing really well since he's uh, you know debuted as a Nick, you know, and I think he should be the starting point guard over Peyton. Mm-hmm. You know, I Payne mean, has been playing well this season so far, but I would give uh, the Rivers start to start at point guard over uh, Payton, have Payton come off the bench. I but, agree. But, but you know, if Thibodeau, you know, sees it the other way around, then, you know, so be it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, but Knicks, they've been playing well. Uh, as you mentioned, um, Randall, man, he's he's stepped off his game. He looks much better than he, he did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he needs, he still needs to cut back on the turnovers, mm-hmm. still turns the ball over weight, you know, a little bit too much. But you know, this guy, you know, he's been passing the ball out of double teams. He's been posting up. He's been clutched down the stretch. Um, you know, um, almost every game he's close to a triple double. Almost, you know, when you look at the score, the box score. Mm-hmm. So, and he's definitely probably gonna make the All Star game if there is an All Star game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's playing like a superstar right now, and he's uh, pretty much the main reason why, you know, we're five and four right now in the standings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think the, the the only person who I would give more credit to other than Ju- Julius Randle, because he's doing it on the floor, like he's legit doing it on the floor. Um, I, I would say Tom Thibodeau, man, everybody's buying into that system. That time that we, I mean, we all thought they would they would improve, you know, the the Knicks, you know, under Tipito, because this guy, you know, he's a defense first um, coach, 
and obviously he you know he's he's like the last link to those uh great 90s teams you know since he was the assistant head coach to uh Jeff Van Gundy mm-hmm. and then not to mention his his coaching staff is great too um yeah yeah I mean he has even have Mike Woodson who was the last head coach to take the Knicks to the playoffs you know so I mean they I mean you know my hat's off to the Knicks man they're 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 um they're actually playing a lot better you know they're sharing the ball you know, R.J. Barrett, he's playing a lot better. Kevin Knox off the bench, you know, he, he has some sparks here and there. Milikina had, a, a like, maybe a game or two where he actually played well before he got hurt. Uh, quickly, he showed some flashes, you know, when healthy, that he's a player, you know. So, um, yeah, man, this is all we asked for for the Knicks, man. I mean, they yeah, they recently signed uh, Gibson. I heard those rumors that they were think they're thinking about maybe signing Tyson Chandler. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know. Really? Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, kudos to the Knicks, man. They're they're playing they're they're playing defense. They're they're you know, with the exception of uh, Friday night, where they they scored a seasonal eighty six points. You know, they've been scoring the ball, sharing the ball. Um. Yeah, man. Nothing more you can ask for the Knicks, man. They, you know, they're they can't gain any superstars, but the way how they're playing, they're these guys are 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 turning into stars, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I That's love the you... way they're playing. Your defense mm-hmm. is much better this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the offense looks much better. You know, they're moving well without the ball. They're mm-hmm. passing much better. You know, they just look like a fun, fun you know, overall team to watch this year. In the you know more so this season than the past seasons, mm. so yeah, I just hope uh, they can keep this up, you know, and not uh, go back to the Knicks that we're accustomed to seeing, uh, you know, this past decade. Mhm. Absolutely, last decade plus, man. Mhm. Yeah. Shoot, well, you. I mean, you could even say twenty years, man. Um, with the exception of that, what? 20 what was it 2013 season right when when they had the uh you know when woodson got them you know with jason kidd tyson chandler other than that all these seasons have been horrible man this is like the 20th the 20th well it's not the 20th anniversary yet but this the you know it, that would be like what in march or i mean may i think may or may or june maybe probably may you know when we got eliminated from the 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 raptors yeah. in the playoffs that was literally the beginning of the end. I mean, I, I thought in, in at that time, that was just a blip on the screen that, okay, we got out, we got eliminated. You know, this is, this is a wake up call. You know, we're going to bounce back. We're going to improve the team and, you know, win the championship, you know, catapulted by this, this shocking upset from the, the Raptors, you know, 20 years ago. And uh, that was the beginning of the end. The, the Knicks never recovered from that. Yeah. You know? And um, it's good to see that the Knicks are, you know, they have a nice, exciting team. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll amount to something, you know. You know, they'll they'll make a run in the playoffs and actually make some noise a bit. But we'll see what happens. We have a long way to go. Well, you know, so far I like what I see. Mm-hmm. 
the only thing I don't like what I see is those, those black Knicks jerseys. We're owing two man with these with these jerseys. Oh yeah. And I'm not superstitious, but this I mean, come on man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? This isn't the, <laughs> this isn't the Knicks this isn't the Mets black jerseys, you know, which uh, they are rumored to be coming back, you know, this year a little bit, you know, on a part time basis. This this jersey has no no lineage or any anything, man. It's just Yo, let's wear these new jerseys so we can look cool. I mean, they're they're on two. They play their worst games with these jerseys on. I want to see the, I want to see the blue, the, the blue orange with the black stripe jerseys. I want to see those come back. If you remember. Uh, let me see how that looked because I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, with the black stripe. Have a Knicks Knicks jersey with black stripe, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You know, so the nice the last time I probably last time was early two thousands maybe. We that we wore them. Remember uh, the nineties uh, that that ninety nineteen wore them uh, into the early two thousands. Yeah, I think I see it here. Yeah, that black stripe on the side. Like under, yeah. like, like under the underarms. Right. And the stripe oh, on yeah, the side yeah, of the yeah, pants. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. I know that jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see the, that come back. Yeah, that, that's a good. Yeah, that's a. That's, that's, a that's good my jersey. favorite. That's my favorite Knicks jersey. Yeah, and then you got the um, twenty years ago. Uh, well, actually, twenty-one years ago, with with uh um, with with um, Houston making the biggest shot of his career, and that yep. pumps it. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah that, man. That jersey was hot. Yeah, no doubt. So that, yeah, hopefully they could um, continue, you know, keep it up, bounce back from this this horrible loss. They're gonna play tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, against the Nuggets. That's a big game. That's mm-hmm. a big game. So hopefully, you know, that loss doesn't set them back. For real. Yeah, and the Nets, the Nets are the Nets. Uh, they're gonna be hosting the Thunder. After the Thunder, you know, ended our streak, Thunder is gonna try to beat up on the 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 Nets. So yeah, this is gonna be uh, Kevin Durant's first time playing against the team as an as an as a Net. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, this game would be even more epic if uh, you know we had people in the stands, but yeah. Um, yeah, should be a should be a a good good showdown between between uh both teams. Uh uh let me see. Um Yeah, I think they won their last I'm trying to think. Didn't they didn't they win their last game? I I know the, um, the Nets? What's his name. Yeah, they, I think that the Nets won without uh, I don't even think Kyrie and KD played in their last game. Because Kyrie didn't play, Kyrie didn't play because um you know he was um you know uh, upset about the you know the horrible events that happened you know in uh in the you know in the, the in uh you know Washington D.C. at the Capitol Hill yeah right so he he didn't he didn't play because of that but I think they still won uh let me see 
about that. But um, yeah, they. I mean, they're um, yeah. Durant is expected to come back, come you know, in that game. And uh, yeah, Kevin Durant is probable, you know, for that game uh, t- tonight. So yeah, basically. Oh, actually, um, yeah, it looks like the. The the Nets also lost another game after that. They lost one fifteen to um one fifteen to one ten to the Memphis Grizzlies. So they lost after that that game that um Durant didn't want to. I mean not Durant. Um, Kyrie Irving didn't want to play. Right. So now they gotta try to snap that losing. You know that you know that that loss. Um. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see we, we'll see what happens uh today against the Thunder. Yep. And then uh shifting gears, Jets, you know, they finally fired um Adam Gase, which uh, you know, thank God we all we all knew that that common sense, you know, they should have they should have never hired him to begin with, but you know, he obviously he should have been fired a long time ago. And, uh, you know, one person that they were thinking about hiring is uh, Jim Harbaugh. He signed the extension. So, um, you know, he's he's not going to be uh, – he's out of the running, uh, you know, for that, for, uh, you know, the, the Knicks head coach – I mean, rather, the Jets head coach. Um, Eric Bieniemy is one of the people that they, they interviewed – uh, I think they're they're also interested in Marvin Lewis for the for the for the head coach job. But yeah, we'll you know we'll definitely keep you posted on that. Yeah, the Adam Gates firing was a you know that had to happen because mm-hmm. you know I mean I know he was only with the Jets for two seasons, but he he just wasn't the right coach for the Jets, you know, yep. and he didn't. I mean, he didn't develop the quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. So you know, he failed this team, and mightily. Yeah, now he's gone. So uh, you know, he'll probably find a job somewhere else. Hopefully, it's not in New York. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. The the rumor is that maybe um, Belichick might hire him as a uh, assistant coach or something. You know, somehow. But um, yeah, he was never he was never a fit here. They hired him. They thought he was going to be like this this offensive guru because he, you know, he worked with Peyton Manning, and it never it never amounted to anything. You know, um, Darnold regressed to the point that we don't even know we don't even know what we have in Darnold right now. His 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 confidence it must be at an all time low. Like, um, but I think you know. I think they should they shouldn't uh, give up on Donald yet. I think they should draft you know they should they should draft a um you know they shouldn't draft a, a, a quarterback you know in this this draft. Well, now, hey, now they're not gonna have the number one pick, so mm-hmm. might as well just draft you know maybe a wide receiver or mm-hmm. running back you know. Because uh, yeah, might that, that help them on offense? Cause I think the 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 
the um I think it was they're interested in a running back and I think he won the um the Heisman trophy. Let me let me see what his name is to Uh, Devonta, Devonta, uh, Devonta Smith. He, he is, oh, he's yeah, a wide yeah. re- right receiver from uh from, from Alabama, Crimson Tide. Yeah, no, he could be good. Yeah, I mean, you know, and he may be the number the number two pick. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Mhm. So yeah, that's definitely someone they need, man. They they definitely need that bona fide guy. Yeah, you know they let Robbie Anderson go. Um, I'm trying to think who who's the other person they traded away. That was a a, a hate case. I'm trying to remember. But in any case, you know they they definitely they definitely uh, need to um, improve this offense. And Gore, he's still he's still. Um, you know, he's still unsure whether he's going to come back or not because we all assumed he was going to retire. Then he made the milestone in the second last, the second to last game of the, the, the season. So, yeah, the Jets, they, they're going to need to spend the money to improve this team. But yeah. the big move right here is they, they get a the head coach, and they cannot mess this up. Well, there are some coach, uh, coaches let go on uh, Black Friday. Um, you know, that they could look into. Um who are some of the coaches that were let go? Um I'm trying to think of the, the names that were fired this past this past um uh da, da, da. let me see I'm gonna have to go back now and look to see who was fired. There's some pretty good names out there. Oh um What's his face? Uh, Bill O'Brien, who's with the Texans. You know, he. I think he could be good for the Jets. Yeah, they're even thinking about maybe getting uh, uh, you know, the quarterback from over there. Yeah, Austin, that's the the rumor. Um, let me see who else. Oh, Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, fired from the Falcons. You know, that's another one. Uh. Matt Patricia mm-hmm. from the Lions. Um, who else? Uh, um, Jaguars coach Doug Doug Maroney. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's some names out there. Even um, Anthony Lee Lynn from the Chargers. He was let go. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, I think he was the only African American coach that was let go um, this past week. So he's a name that maybe the Jets can go after. Yeah, I think right now the enemy would be the the leading candidate right now, but who? it's too early to call. Who? Uh, Eric Bien-Aimé. He's 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 like an assistant coach right now. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll see uh, who they go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. In the the um the Buffalo Bills, man, they. They uh they they beat the Colts. That was their first playoff win since they defeated um um you know uh, Marino um in the in the playoffs in '95. You know and the, and the uh, you know the the Miami Dolphins. 
Yeah, the Bills, uh, they've been on fire, you know. Mm-hmm. And But this game was very close, too close for comfort. But uh, Bills managed to hold on to the win. So now next week it looks like they might – I think they might play the Chiefs. Is it the Chiefs? I'll have to check into that because it's a weird format this year where you have um, – you don't typically have the um, six teams in each mm-hmm. conference make it. This year it was, I think, seven teams that made it mm-hmm. in each conference. And um, the only the first seed got a, a first-round bye. So the number mm-hmm. two seed has to play this weekend right? In, in each conference. So. Yeah, the the Bills won 27-24. to 24. Uh, The Rams, they defeat the Seahawks 30-20. to 20. And uh, the Buccaneers defeated the Washington, Washington football team 31 to 23. Uh, mm-hmm. Later today, 105, uh, the Titans are going to host the Ravens. Um, afternoon game is going to be the Saints hosting uh, the the Chicago Bears. And uh, the nightcap is going to be the Cleveland Browns invading uh, Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Oh, and by the way, yeah, Bills most likely won't face the Chiefs uh, because I forgot they're the number two seed. So, you know, they're probably going to face, you know, the lower-seeded, you know, teams like uh, the Browns or the Ravens probably. So one of those teams, though, end up facing – or maybe even the Steelers. I have to see how this – what happens after tomorrow. Mhm. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, let you guys know what happens uh, next week once you know the dust is cleared with this stuff. Um, let me see what happened. In, uh, shifting gears to to um, wrestling. Um, I'm trying to think what happened. Oh yeah, um, Roman Reigns. Uh, he's gonna be facing um, Adam Pierce um, for the title after. You know, there was a gauntlet match where um, Shinsuke Nakamura was the was the MVP of that that uh, that gauntlet match until you know there was some shenanigans that cost him his opportunity, and uh, as a result, Adam Adam Pierce will face Roman Reigns in his first WWE title match, even though he's a, an official. What's your thoughts, Matt? Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I saw part of the match. I didn't see all of it. Hmm. Um, but I saw part of it. Um, who won? Shinsuke won that match, didn't he? No, no, it was a gauntlet match. So, um, you know, Shinsuke won, defeated multiple people. But uh, Adam, uh, Adam, Adam Pierce, uh, won the last match, you know, due to interference. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I missed that part. At the, at the very end. So Adam Pierce is going to be, you know, he's a former wrestler in the indies, but, you know, he's a he's now a WWE official, and now he's going to have his first WWE match against Roman Reigns. Oh, that's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Roman Reigns, he's not going to, I mean, there's no threat to Roman Reigns right now. Oh, yeah. He's for his title. But yeah, yeah, the most interesting thing is what I, since they acknowledge he can fight, uh, you know, 
he was a good wrestler in the Indies. Are they going to make him act like he can't fight at all? Or are they going to really show him some flashes that, you know, you know, he used to be a good wrestler? Are they going to, you know what I mean? Like, how are they going to play, how are they going to play it up? Well, I mean, they're it? obviously going to try to hype him up, you know. It seems like, you know, he's, uh, he, he, he could be a to win the title. I wouldn't think that they would make him out to be a bum, you know, make him be a loser where Roman Reigns just, you know, it beats him easily. Is, I mean, it is possible because you know, I mean, he never, he never, to my knowledge, he never wrestled in the WWE. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, it, it's gonna be interesting if they're gonna just make him act like he can't, he like he never wrestled a day in his life. That'd be dumb if they did. That. It would be dumb because that that would have been just a SmackDown match if they're gonna do that. Yeah, if they're gonna do a squash match. So yeah, hopefully, I would assume WWE is gonna make an interesting, uh, uh, interesting matchup. But of course, you know Roman Reigns is gonna win that match. Okay, oh yeah, be, of course. Yeah, the maximum of a ten minute match. At the maximum, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go like, it's not gonna be a twenty minute or thirty minute match or anything like that. It's gonna be right. basically uh, at the maximum a, a ten a ten minute match. Yeah. But with WWE, who knows? They made Kofi Kingston lose to Brock Lesnar in nine seconds, so it's theoretically <laughs> possible he could lose in ten seconds. Yeah, true. Hit the spear, title defense is over, and then they'll lead to another thing. On the the Raw side, Goldberg is gonna face Drew McIntyre, and ha 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 ha. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm doing a show. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> But seriously, like, I mean, come on. Do we need to see this match? This, I mean, come on. This match doesn't interest me. Okay, yeah, Goldberg never faced Drew McIntyre. But other than that, there's no, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't think Goldberg and him matches, match up. I don't think Goldberg and him matches up, like, naturally. Goldberg should have retired after his match with Brock Lesnar. When he won that match against Brock Lesnar, he should have retired after that. Mm-hmm. You know, then it would have been done with. But now, you know, he keeps coming back every so often. I mean, it's kind of yeah, lost it, that nostalgia. It, a bit. it did. It did. Yeah. Like this match, this match is like it, it literally doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I mean, we all know what's his name's gonna win, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Like they're they're literally turning Drew McIntyre to John Cena 3.0. Like. Mhm. It. I mean, you know, just like how Roman Reigns was the Super Cena at one point when he was a baby face. Now Drew McIntyre, he's just. I mean, he's just. To me, I lost interest in Drew McIntyre. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler or anything. It's just. The booking, I felt like he should have lost to Bobby Lashley during that feud, you know. And then, you know, he would have regained the title back. And then you would have been like where you were. I don't know, man. Him losing to Orton, it was like, uh, you know, Orton, he's just a, it's just, you know, Orton, Orton has won the title so many times. Orton has lost the title many times. So, you know, him losing to Orton, I don't think it did anything for either of them. Yeah, and uh, back to uh, Goldberg here. But uh, Goldberg, um, after that match with Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, 
that mm-hmm. horrible performance. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was gonna come back at all. But yeah. For some reason WWE keeps calling him. I know. Like I mean, come on, like if if they were afraid that the Undertaker versus Sting match was gonna be garbage, why did the Goldberg versus Sting go I mean, come on, Sting was always a greater better wrestler than than Goldberg anyway. I mean, Undert- Goldberg was a, a power guy and all that stuff. Now, I'm not knocking Goldberg, but I'm saying it would have made more sense for Sting to fight Undertaker than Goldberg to fight Undertaker in that, that Saudi Arabia match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that match was the worst match I've ever seen. I've never seen for the match. Undertaker. I mean, one day I'll watch it to see it just so I could see them battle each other for the first time, but. Yeah, man. I mean, that, there's so many, so many missed opportunities with with Sting's um, appearance in WWE. His cup of coffee with WWE, you know, him fighting against Triple H and losing. Like, I mean, Triple H would have been like in the top fifteen wrestlers I'd want to see fight Sting. You know, after he would have fought Undertaker, Kane, Rocks, well, Stone Cold, he was still, you know, if it was back in the days. You know, Triple H would have made maybe, maybe number 11, maybe. I mean, this, to me, it just never, it never made sense. And then they try to make it to a WCW versus WWE kind of matchup. I mean, it just, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Um, oh, um, the, street, the, the Street Profits lost the title to uh, Dolph Ziggler. And uh, and uh, Bobby Roode. Well, that's uh, that's gonna be very interesting going forward. Mm-hmm. And them holding on to the towels, it probably won't be for long. Yeah. Uh, let me see what happened on um, Finn Balor defended the the what you call it the the NXT um, World Heavyweight Title. He uh, he defeated. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly again from uh, Undisputed Era. It was a rematch of their match from uh, what a few months ago. Um, also, Raquel Gonzalez she defeated her former friend slash rival. Um, um, what her name escaped me for the moment. Rhea Ripley. Um, trying to think what else happened. Can't think of anything else. I think I think Kushida and um Chassis Blackheart defeated uh Gargano and uh Candice LeRae. Um yeah, 'cause they have like a two night um New Year Evil uh mock pay per view event on T V. Um AEW I'm trying to think what happened with that. Um yeah, the last week they had like a uh uh well I, I guess I can't uh, I guess I, can't, I don't even know if I could say an awesome tribute because I mean it was a a tragic thing, but it was a, I'll say it's a it was a beautiful tribute to Brody Lee, you know a man who's been in their company for like um, like six months, you know yeah. it was a very you know wonderful um, uh, tribute to him, and then you know the, the icing of the cake was having um, Eric Rowan, you know pop up. And you know, and assist uh, you know Brody Lee's former group, the um, the Dark Order, 
for victory. And in that in that um that day the the the, the um Dark Order they they swept the whole all the matchups. Um, let me see what else. But what happened this week? Uh, Wardlow defeated uh, Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger. Um, Sting he assisted uh, Darby Allen against Team Taz. Um, Kenny Omega defeated somebody. I can't remember who it was. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. I can't think of anything else. I I'm, I lost my train of thought. Um, any, anything else you'd like you'd like to um, say before you head out? Uh, everyone just stay safe out there and come back here. Check out Sports Urban Legend only on Box Talk Radio every Saturdays at eleven. All right, guys, you heard the man. Uh, check out uh, my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. Got a new video up. I have some new uh, videos up, especially uh, the the Lindor trade. Um, you know, check out this this uh, this show every um, Saturdays at eleven, only on Block Talk Radio. And I'll see you guys next week. He's Mo Colin Matthew. I'm William Ramon, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.